Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He's Sam Phelan in for Zach Bingham uh, for today and tomorrow. Uh, but make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Make sure uh, you follow us on social media elsewhere on Twitter where we tweet out the segment by segment links to the YouTube chat and also on Instagram and TikTok. Got to thank our sponsors before we officially get going because they make it all happen for us and they help out you guys like Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process process by going to see them in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, but a coverage, rates, and service. Learn more about a plan for you, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. And Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. If you've been injured in a car wreck, call them for a free case consultation, 800-800-4600. So, Sam, I did see Jay Tyrus uh, in the YouTube chat right before we got going, uh, said that uh, – some uh, guy had a video that said the Titans cut a starter as bait to get you to watch. And it was just Josh Lambeau uh, there getting cut. So the Titans did cut Josh Lambeau. Uh, that meaning Randy Bullock uh, is back and okay to kick. And I, I told Jay to name some names. And so uh, we're just going to give you guys a heads up. If it's the Titans today by Chat Sports, understand that that is something uh, that is very clickbaity. It is very sensationalized. It is a business uh, that Chat Sports is doing. And, uh, you know, they just put out a lot of unrealistic topics there for Titans Land. So don't get got by uh, the Chat Sports situation. But, Sam, you're our Titans reporter. You're at the facility every week. Uh, so we're going to have a big time conversation today about Mike Vrabel and what he's been able to do so far this year and, and you feel very confident and about what Mike Vrabel should be getting as respect around the league. Yeah. I mean, as we've kind of gone throughout this season, Austin, Mike Vrabel continues to, I feel like uh, surprise people. And that feels weird to say because we know what Mike Vrabel is as a head coach. We know who Mike Vrabel uh, is and what he has been for the Titans. And yet here we are with the Titans at seven and three and as we are going to be talking about, I don't feel like Mike Vrabel is getting the respect that he deserves. I think Titans fans give Mike Vrabel the respect that he deserves. But nationally, we need to recognize Mike Vrabel, the position that he has the Tennessee Titans here in at 7-3, and three, one of the best teams in the AFC, one of the best teams in the NFL, and position now where if you look at the remainder of the schedule, uh, position to get some more wins on the board. And Austin, for me, uh, it comes down to the coach of the year conversation, the award Mike Vrabel won last season. But uh, yeah, we can get into that. But that's what it comes down to for me and how Mike Vrabel, I feel, is being disrespected 
by the National Football League and by the odds makers around in Vegas. Yeah, so uh, we are a BetMGM show. We love BetMGM. I actually won some money yesterday uh, on BetMGM because I bet that both teams would score in the U.S.'s uh, World Cup opening game. Unfortunately, that's what happened, and they tied and drew with Wales. Uh, but I won my bet with BetMGM. So BetMGM does have the odds out there, and they have a list of basically where Mike Vrabel currently is. Uh, so, Sam, things have changed, right? Uh, BetMGM is currently updating their odds uh, on the coach of the year after the Niners absolutely whipped the Cardinals last night on Monday Night Football. So maybe Kyle Shanahan needs to have his numbers reworked as well. So that's why it's probably currently off the board. But you wrote an article at AtoZSports.com yesterday um, uh, you know, about Mike Vrabel and his BetMGM odds. Uh, what were they yesterday and where do you think they really should be? Yeah, yes. So yesterday, as of the moment that I wrote the article, this is before Monday Night Football, but post-Sunday NFL action, Mike Vrabel was plus 2,200 to win the NFL Coach of the Year in 2022, and he was the seventh betting favorite. Six NFL head coaches. I don't know if you have the list that I gave you handy right here, I but I, if you can... Rattle them off. I believe it was Nick Sirianni, Mike McDaniel, Brian Dable, Robert Sala, uh, Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota, um, and Pete Carroll in Seattle. So those are the oh, six. Yeah, you didn't even need my list. Yeah. You had but, it off the top of the dome there, Sam. Believe I doubted myself a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> so those are the six that are ahead of Mike Vrabel, and and he is the seventh favorite at seven and three with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, this is as of as I said Monday morning on BetMGM to win coach of the year, frankly, I find that a little bit disrespectful. Number seven for a guy that has his team at seven and three and is doing it again, doing more with less, and we'll we'll get into the conversation, but uh, that is where he st- was stack- stacking up as of yesterday, and it was uh, part of the reason for my article on A to Z Sports, like you said, which was making the case for Mike Vrabel to repeat as coach of the year, Austin. And Kendrick says, uh, the, excuse me, let me find Kendrick's comment there on Facebook. He says the DUI situation has probably ended as coach of your chances in the eyes of the NFL. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't give that. I don't think that's valid. I mean, Sam, what do you think on that? Um, no, I mean, I don't, I, I Mike Vrabel didn't get a no, DUI. I don't think it has any effect. I mean, no. like coach of the year at the end of the day is what Mike Vrabel does as a head coach. And, uh, Todd Downing's decision making is entirely separate from Mike Vrabel's ability to be a uh, qualified and successful head coach in the league. So I don't believe that that is something that would factor into to the judgment of Mike Vrabel in terms of the league or, or uh, yeah, at all. I don't. Yeah, I don't and Kendrick says right. That. He said that even though Vrabel wasn't the guy who did it, um, so you know, I think Kendrick maybe you could even argue that that if Mike Vrabel and the Titans continue to win games, you could argue that the Todd Downing situation is even more proof of why he could be up there for NFL coach of the year of having to deal with that distraction. If you know whatever happens uh, between uh, Todd Downing and the Titans in the NFL, as that situation plays out and Brandon says, it's not fair, but it absolutely factors its perception there. So I, I don't necessarily think uh, that's the case overall, but let's dive into it. So let's ask everybody and get the chat more involved. Where should Mike Vrabel rank among NFL Coach of the Year candidates? Where should Mike Vrabel rank 
among NFL Coach of the Year candidates. Uh, we'll get to your comments here shortly. But first, let me tell you guys about Farm Bureau Health Plans. They are the place you should turn. If you're a Tennessean and you're not a member of the Farm Bureau Health Plan family, you should absolutely check them out because I don't know what you're paying for your health coverage, but it's probably more than you would like. Everybody would love to be able to save uh, some money here and there with whatever their monthly budget is. And Farm Bureau Health Plans has helped Zach do that by 20%. In 2021, Zach was paying too much for his health coverage. It actually wasn't very good. He's told you about it. In 2022, Zach Bingham jumped to Farm Bureau Health Plans by going to fbhb.com slash ATOZ, following those steps. He saved 20% per month. And he's getting so much better coverage and actual service. So Farm Bureau Health Plans, they've been serving Tennesseans for now over 75 years and can do the same for you. So check them out. Just start the process. FBHP.com slash ATOZ. Go check it out there. It's super easy to work with. They're a great company. We talk with them all the time. Farm Bureau Health Plans, once again, FBHP.com slash ATOZ. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, and BetMGM is the king of sports books. And right now, they are offering you a risk-free bet up to $1,000 when you use the promo code at ATOZ Sports. Uh, if you are using or placing a bet on pro football, I personally can endorse BetMGM. As Austin mentioned, I was involved on BetMGM over the weekend. They uh, really invigorated my NFL viewing experience on Sunday and this weekend. And I can speak to the uh, risk-free bet because a couple of my bets might not have gone my way, but it I bounced back accordingly thanks to BetMGM's risk-free bet on pro football. When there's no risk involved that gives you a great opportunity, better opportunity than you can find anywhere to win money. So use the promo code ATOZ Sports on the BetMGM app. Place that bet on pro football and use the king of sports books this football season. Yep, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions, set of qualification, eligible requirements. Wars issued, knowledgeable for bets, set credit for bets expired seven days. For problem game of sport, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. So Sam, we're asking the question, uh, where should Mike Vrabel rank among NFL Coach of the Year candidates right now? Uh, yeah. where should Vrabel rank? So, uh, let's see. I'm trying to scroll back up to the very top. I got I saw, it if you're ready. You for got it. it. Yeah, hit, hit the chat there, Sam. Xavier's on one. Uh, Hot Doobie says top three. Top Troop says one. Eddie's top three. Steven says third. Eric says top five. Uh, Scott says top three. Jermel says top three. Miro says three. Uh, Billy says one, Nate John says one, Guy says one or two somewhere up there. Nick Clem, top three for sure. Ken, top three. Uh, Titanium Titan, top three or no, he just says three. Uh, Justin says number one, Joey's top three. Cassie says one. Uh, Titans Rossi says one. Jay Tyrus says one. two. A lot of top three answers here, Austin. Yeah. Jody says three with McDaniel, Sirianni, then Vrabel in that order. Lane says top three. Stanley says top two, and he ain't two. Uh, <laughs> we got top three as of now from Jalan. Top five from Nas. Top five for sure from Ben. Here's the deal, Austin. Okay, yeah, bring it. Hit me with it, Sam. Mike Vrabel is the coach of the year in 2022. 
I don't care about Nick Sirianni. I don't care about Kevin O'Connell. I don't care about Mike McDaniel. There is nobody in this league that has done more with less with as much regularity as Mike Vrabel has. Nick Sirianni has a top defense in the NFL with a superstar quarterback, with Devontae Smith, with A.J. Brown, with all these weapons to play with. Mike McDaniel has Tua thrown to Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. They've spent the money. They've got the superstars. This is a Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen. That's what Kevin O'Connell's working with. Nobody is on Mike Vrabel's level in the NFL right now because nobody can do it with as much consistency as he does it without having the players. And year after year, they are the Titans are written off. They are the poor Titans, the untalented Titans, the might go eight and nine, nine and eight, lose to the Colts Titans. And each and every year we sit here at week 10, look at the seven and three Tennessee Titans in first place and go, how are they doing this again? And the answer is Mike Vrabel. The answer is the Mike Vrabel effect and the Mike Vrabel culture that he has built within this, within this organization. He is the only team to have seven and three or better record through 10 weeks in each of the last three seasons. He is the only coach in Titans and Oilers history to now lead them to what will be five consecutive winning seasons. He will have gone to the playoffs in four consecutive seasons and back-to-back division titles, potentially back-to-back number one seeds. He has a schedule here where they are going to win 10, 11 games, maybe 12 games with the amount of talent after trading A.J. Brown, after losing Taylor Lewan, after losing Harold Landry, losing Bud Dupree, Traylon Burke, Zach Cunningham. Mike Vrabel is the guy that you dream of as an NFL fan to have coaching your team. He's the model of consistency. And, and he has been a guy that gets criticized for things from me, from other people, for decisions he has made. When you look at his body of work, there's nobody I would rather have coaching my team than Mike Vrabel because it, it does amaze me, Austin, how well prepared the Titans are for a fight week in and week out. And I can't say enough about it. You can't say enough good things. And if he's not one, he has to be two or three. But the fact that he's not in the conversation on these betting odds right now is ridiculous to me. It's disrespectful to me. And I think three weeks from now, four weeks from now, when the Titans are 10 and four, and you're looking at them being a contender for the number one seed again, people are going to say, wait, maybe Mike Vrabel is the coach of the year. <laughs> well, Sam, I, you know, that was a hell of a rant there. We're probably going to clip that, throw it around social media. So you you can take that to Mike Vrabel's press conference today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, look, you brought up amazing points, right? Mike Vrabel and the Titans figure out a way to get it done. And he told us after uh, several wins ago, that this is just how it's going to look. And I'm going to play that video again uh, because I, I do find it interesting um, uh, about, you know, if I think I still have that video. Maybe I don't. Dang it. Uh, because it was just that impressive on, I don't think I had that video, unfortunately. So I should have checked that before I called for it uh, there, but not in the system. I remember but, the video though, where he yeah. says like, you know, I know it's ugly, but this is how we have to play. And, you know, to your point, I, that's just a testament of his ability to recognize personnel and his ability to recognize talent level of his roster, strengths of his roster, weaknesses, and mold and adopt a game plan that might be ugly, might not always make fans happy, but finds a way to win games 
through his coaching and his preparation. And, and that was a, yeah, it's a really good call on that, that video and that callback there. If we had that hand. Yeah. Before. It's loading right now. So uh, we'll all get to sit here and wait to see how, how quickly it goes. But again, like, so you said, bet MGM pre Monday night football had Mike Vrabel seventh in the coach of the year odds at plus 2200. Those are pretty long odds, especially when you have guys like Nick Sirianni and Mike McDaniel, Mike McDaniel that are uh, less than or shorter than plus 500 odds. Here is that uh, video that I was talking about of Vrabel of just how it's going to be this year. Uh, a day where offense uh, struggle maybe a little bit nice to get. Uh, I don't know. It's good defense. Yeah, I mean, it's great. It's great to get turnovers and for the most part, take care of the football. Uh, that's going to be the formula. You guys haven't figured that out. That's what, how we're going to have to play. Um, but, it, you know, I mean, it's a battle. It's a good defense. It's a very good defense. So um, we were close on some things, and we'll have to continue to look and work. And But I'm just extremely proud of these guys. I'm proud of all three phases. Coach, several of the players battling through some injuries today. What can you say about overall toughness, resiliency of this team? Amazing. You know, I would, you know, never would have dreamed that given the opportunity to coach, you know, be a head coach in this league that – you know, you'd be able to coach a bunch of guys that are as tough as they are, to, that care about each other. Um, and, and I know that it's professional football and there's a lot of tough guys. I understand that. But, you know, top to bottom, you know, I think it becomes somewhat infectious. Um, you know, when guys are peeling themselves off the turf, getting getting checked out, getting getting taped up, doing whatever they have to do to be out there. Um, you know, extremely proud of their, their toughness and um, their resolve mental toughness as well. I mean, it's just impressive there, Sam. That was after the Titans beat the Colts 19-10 to without scoring an offensive touchdown. The only touchdown came from Andrew Adams' pick six on Matt Ryan. So you bring up a lot of great points about Mike Vrabel. I look at, and people have asked, who is the last head coach in the NFL to win back-to-back -back coaches of the year? And I've got Don, – It's Don Shula. Don Shula, is it? There, really? there are th there are three that have done it, as I included in my article. It was Don Shula, Joe Gibbs, uh, and I'm I'm blanking on the third one right now. Uh, but it hasn't been done in a lo very long time. It looks like Joe Gibbs is the last. Oh, one. Oh, Joe Gibbs, the most recent one. Okay, so yeah, it's eighty-two it was and eighty-three. Shula. Huh? Eighty-two and eighty-three. Yeah. So yeah, it was Shula, Gibbs, and uh, yeah. I mean, there's been a couple guys that have won multiple and like a three-year stretch, uh, but back-to-back, -back, uh, like, obviously pretty unprecedented yeah. stuff. It hasn't happened 40 in a years. long time. Yeah, almost 40 years for that. I mean, isn't that nuts? I mean, you do have, um, you know, what you kind of mentioned there of guys winning a couple there. You had in 2012 through 2015, it yeah, went Ron Bruce Rivera. Arians, Ron Rivera, Bruce Arians, Ron Rivera. Uh, so they kind of flip-flop back and forth. But, man, nearly 40 years for somebody to do it Back to back. So you bring up Joe Gibbs. I mean, you've got to go back. Don Shula did it in 67 and 68. Who did it in 61? Because that was a back to back. Uh, yeah. And because, yeah, you're right. So it's been uh, a crazy uh, long time since it's happened. And so I guess that's how I answer this is that I, I don't, I think Mike Vrabel is probably, a lot of people said top three. Um, I think top three is fair. Because let's look at the guys above him, right? The six coaches 
above Mike Vrabel going into Monday Night Football were Nick Sirianni, Mike McDaniel, Brian Dable of the Giants, Kevin O'Connell of the Vikings, Robert Sala of the Jets, and Pete Carroll of the Seahawks. Some of those coaches just got flat out embarrassed over the weekend, right? You had the Giants getting blown out by the terrible Lions. You had the uh, Vikings looking completely uncompetitive, non-competitive against the Cowboys. You were a good team, and eventually you run into a buzzsaw, and it looks like the Vikings kind of got got in that situation. And the Jets couldn't do anything. They had more punts than offensive pass completions in their loss against the Patriots without scoring a touchdown and giving up a punt return uh, to lose them the game. So there's three coaches in the Giants, the Vikings, and the Jets that I just don't think had the high level of sustainability of success this season that the Titans, I believe, will. So you remove them. Now you're in the top four. You got Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. Do you think Pete Carroll and the Seahawks are going to be able to win the NFC West? Yeah, I mean, I think if there's a – this is what I'll say. If there's a guy that I personally would put in the conversation with Vrabel or potentially put ahead of Vrabel, it would be Pete Carroll at this point because I, for one, uh, penciled in the Seahawks as the worst team in the NFL or at least the bottom three team and assumed, looking at this roster, there is no talent here. They have Geno Smith and Drew Locke as their quarterbacks, and uh, I don't see it. And Pete Carroll, I mentioned all I mentioned about Mike Vrabel doing more with less. That is a guy to this point who has proved himself uh, that he can do more with less and maybe showing some people, hey, maybe uh, maybe Russell Wilson, maybe number three was a little bit more of a problem here than Pete Carroll was over the last few years. But to your to your point, can the Seahawks win 10, 11 games and win that division? Or is it going to end up being a, hey, you did – Credit to Pete Carroll for getting the most out of this team, but the most out of this team is a nine and eight season. No, so I, you know, I just looked at this, and somebody asked um, right here, uh, Malachi on Facebook asked, "Have the Seahawks played the Niners yet?" Yes, the Seahawks have played uh, the Niners. That was at San Francisco back in Week Two, and the Niners won twenty-seven to seven. So that was a yeah. bad loss there. Uh, but you look at the Seahawks' schedule, Sam. The Seahawks probably aren't going to go away from at least the playoff picture. They have the Raiders at the Rams, then the Panthers. Those are three games I think the Seahawks can win, especially when we, win. especially mean, yeah. when we don't know what the Rams quarterback situation is. That's been a dumpster fire all season and Stafford uh, banged up. We don't know what the long-term effect is, but Raiders, Rams, Panthers, the next three uh, for the Seahawks, then Niners Chiefs. So there's a couple tough, really big, tough games. Then they finish with Jets and Rams again. So I, I think the Seahawks could probably win five more games to get to that 11 win mark. And that's kind of what we're talking about uh, right there. I think, I think why I have Mike Vrabel at top four, I think you could give a toss up between he or Pete Carroll because of similar situations of, you know, the, the Seahawks had little to zero expectations for what they did after trading away Russell Wilson. They looked like the winner of that. They might get a top 10 pick uh, with that situation there. And with Mike Vrabel and everything you laid out nicely about Vrabel's adversity that these that they've gone through, I just feel like there's no way that the, that the NFL gives the Titans the Coach of the Year award in back-to-back years. Uh, you would call it conspiracy, call it, uh, flavor of the month, call it whatever you want to call it. 
they're not going to give Rabel, call it market bias or bias against the Titans. You can label it in many, many, many different ways. But there are two teams that are winning a lot of games, that are doing it with offense, that are doing it with like some swag and some energy with young coaches who are arriving. And that's unfortunately going to keep Mike Vrabel from winning another NFL coach of the year. You might say Vrabel had the best coaching job, but Nick Sirianni, Mike McDaniel, that's good. Those two guys are going to win coach of the year. One of those two. And I, I, yeah, I, think, I, I agree with you. Like, I don't think Mike Vrabel is going to get the award. When I, when I say Mike Vrabel is the coach of the year, I think Mike Vrabel should get the award. Sure. But I mean, part of the reason that we have seen such a long period of time without an NFL coach going back to back as the coach of the year is because there is this thing in sports that you said where I'm not even sure it's a market bias as much as it is a recency bias of what is the new hot thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that you know my Chicago ties – Four years ago, Matt Nagy was yeah. the NFL coach of the year, and now he is on the, you know, not in the head coaching circles at all. Where and is Matt Nagy? Is he he's taking back the year in off? Kansas City on the yeah. offensive staff somewhere as like the passing game coordinator. But like the the thought around Matt Nagy now is like, well, that didn't work. And he was an NFL coach of the year. But like that's what the NFL does. They find the guy that's new, that's fresh, that's doing like the new fun thing, and they make him the coach of the year, which is probably to your point, Nick Sirianni or Mike McDaniel. At this point, if you gave it to the best coach every year, Bill Belichick probably would have won like five or six in a row. Yeah, so, and Bill Belichick, I think, if my counting is correct, only won it three times. Two thousand three. Right. 2007 when the Patriots went 16 and 0 and then 2010 when the Patriots went 14 and 2. So it took 14 and 2, 16 and 0 and 14 and 2 for Bill Belichick to win coach of the year. He was kind of working against himself in a lot of years. Yeah, I mean and so it comes down to like what what you said. It's the guy, it's what team has the most swagger, what team has is scoring offense like that the we know the league cares about offense they want to see points scored so if you're going to praise a head coach you're probably going to praise the one that's putting up 30 points per game and not the one that's putting up 18 points per game but finding a way to win games with 18 points so I think he should be uh, unfortunately I do agree with you though Austin I think at the end of the day I think it's going to be Mike McDaniel, I think would be my my All pick. Right. So yeah. I, I do have something I want to get to because I just kind of came up with this on the fly. Uh, so here's what I've got. I've got three things that have to happen for Mike Vrabel to repeat as NFL Coach of the Year. So three things that I, I got think, one of them off the top you, of my head. You've got, okay, let's see. If I, I'm going to – we're going to play a game. Uh, I've got three. I'm going to ask and see if you can guess all three of my things. Okay, so we're going to go through – these three things that have to happen for Mike Vrabel to win NFL coach of the year in back-to-back seasons. But let me tell you guys about Hughes and Coleman injury lawyers. They are the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. I've seen the commercials. They added a brand new Titans commercial out there with our guys at Hughes and Coleman. And you should turn to them. If you've been injured in a car wreck, there's only one place to call to go get the money you deserve. And you can get it with a free case consultation by calling Hughes and Coleman at 800 800 
4,600. They've recovered over a billion dollars for their clients across the state of Tennessee and in Kentucky over 30 plus years because they've got the resources, they've got the ability, they've got the depth and the knowledge and the wealth and the, the muscle, flat out muscle to go battle the insurance companies for you. You can't do it yourself. No single person can beat an insurance company without the muscle of Hughes and Coleman. So you guys can do it. We trust them. The Titans trust them. Hughes and Coleman injury lawyers call them for a free case consultation. That's 800-800-4600, Principal Office, Nashville, Tennessee. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, and BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks for a reason because right now with the promo code ATOZ Sports, you see it down there on your screen you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on pro football. So look at the NFL slate that's coming up. Pick a game that you like. Get involved in sports gambling by going to BetMGM and the BetMGM app, punching in that promo code, and that bet is risk-free. So if you've been on the fence, maybe you want to get involved, maybe you don't, this is the push you need to finally take the leap into the gambling space because it's risk-free uh, no reason not to do it when it's risk-free. Bet MGM, the king of sports books. Austin, real quick, somebody did say before we yeah. play our game, got to try and find the uh, find the comment now. Somebody asked if the betting odds were out there for Coach of the Year. So I just want to acknowledge that person by saying yes. That's why we're in this conversation now because as of yesterday morning, Bet MGM that I just mentioned had Mike Vrabel at plus 2,200 as the seventh betting favorite to win the NFL coach of the year. I found that number slightly disrespectful from the odds makers out there. So that is why we're in this conversation. They're getting yeah. updated as we speak. So they're not currently live on Bet MGM, but they should be coming back out if you want to monitor, yeah. monitor the coach of the year situation. But let's get to to your game here. Yeah. And, and I do, uh, Dom brings up a great point just to know that uh, NFL coach of the year is a regular season award. You do not factor in playoffs. The same thing with all uh, NFL awards. They are regular season awards, MVP, offensive, defensive player of the year, rookie of the year, coach of the year, comeback player of the year. All these things uh, are regular season only. So Alonzo says win 12 or 13 games with a home playoff and make it to the Super Bowl. That, that's so, you know, that back half of that does not matter. Regular season award only. Uh, and I didn't uh, think that it's, you know, you brought up the uh, bet MGM odds as of yesterday. So we've gone through, and I think it's fair to eliminate Brian Dayball with the Giants. I don't see the Giants sustaining, and plus, like right now, they're scratch, scratching and clawing for a third place finish in the way improved NFC East. They might uh, make the playoffs, but like realistically, what is that season going to look like? Ten and seven when the year is done, and yeah, and I just think you know the the NFC East. I mean, from a dumpster fire to pretty dang deep uh, in one year is solid. The Giants seven and three after getting blown out uh, by the Giants. The good thing uh, by the Lions, excuse me. The good thing the Giants have coming up is this is crazy. Uh, they've only played one divisional game, which is strange. So they yeah. got five divisional games in the in their last seven, kind of the opposite of oh. the Colts' schedule, where the Colts have played five divisional games in their first seven uh, games. So we, I think we can. It's fair to eliminate the Giants from uh, having Brian Dayball be coach of the year. I think it's fair to eliminate uh, Robert Sala of the Jets. I just because of the same divisional situation they're at six and four I just don't think Robert Sala and the Jets will hold on especially as their offense 
has continued to suffer because of Zach Wilson. Uh, and according to Booger McFarland, Zach Wilson's privilege uh, growing up is why the Jets offense is suffering, which is an interesting topic. Uh, then I, I think the Vikings is an interesting case. They're eight and two second, in the NFC, but I, they're going to win the division because the division's terrible. I just think there are better options. So I have three things that I think have to happen for Mike Vrabel to win NFL coach of the year. Sam, I'll give you three guesses. We'll go one by one. I'll tell you, since you're trivia question master later in the show, I'm kind of master here on this. So what is your first guess on my three? Beat the Eagles. That is not um, one of my three, but I do think it it's valid to be on there. Okay. Get the number I, I, one seed. I, I was thinking big. I was thinking bigger picture, bigger uh, picture. Get yeah. the number one seed. Uh, that's in there. I, I do think, um, but it's not specific to the number one seed. I think it's number one or two seed in the AFC. They got to be a top two team in the AFC. That is one of my three. Do you want to give another guess? I was really convinced beat the Eagles was on there. <laughs> and again, regular season award, Justin, it's not, you can't just say win a playoff game, regular season award. And Chad asked, uh, did he miss the disrespect discussion? Sam went on a rant that was incredible. It's like, 12 to 13 minutes into the show. You can, and he, you can run it back, Chad, and you can rewind and come back and join us for trivia because, yeah, yeah I, I... That's the uh, fun thing about YouTube is that you can rewind and, and fast forward back during the show while we're live. So, uh, so I get 12 to 13 minutes is when the start point of Sam just went scorched earth on uh, the disrespect to Mike Grable. All right, so I say finish one or two in the AFC standings. What's your next guess? I like this one. I, I don't know if there's a number behind it, but I think they have to show signs of life on offense. They have to keep the offense fun. No, I mean, I, that's not one of them. Again, I think that You're probably, that probably happens um, okay. if the Titans are a one or two seed in the AFC. So you're, 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 look, I'm valid. You've given three guesses. You're bad in 30, 300, you know, 333. Hall of Fame. That's pretty Hall good. Of fame. So, all right, my second and third both have to do with the competition for NFL Coach of the Year. I think in this oh. situation, the Eagles do not win the NFC East and the Dolphins do not win the AFC East. I think that is how Mike Vrabel wins Coach of the Year. If the Titans are one or two in the, in the AFC, plus the Eagles lose the division to the Cowboys and the Dolphins lose the division to the Bills. That's how it happens. Now, here's the tough thing. Is that the Titans lose the head-to-head tie break to both the Chiefs and the Bills. So that means the Titans need to get like, they need to have one more win than both the Bills and the Chiefs to jump them to be that one or two. So that's an incredible record. That's probably 12 wins in the regular season for the Titans. Plus having the Bills step back uh, I'm sorry no having the having Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins not win the division and then having Nick Sirianni and the Eagles lose the division to the Cowboys I think if those three things happen that's how Mike Vrabel jumps Sirianni and McDaniel because they're wild card teams it's hard they're great stories they're sexy they've got the swag they've got the offense but they're wild card teams and Mike Vrabel being a division winner and being a one or two seed 
I think that's what needs to happen. I think 12 wins is on the table for sure. I, I do agree with Chet, though. I think to get above the Bills and Chiefs, I think you need 13 wins. Yeah. Because I don't see either of those teams going 11 and 6 with where they're at right now. Maybe Buffalo, maybe. And, and, and well, you see one of them, right? Like, and, and, and the one you really need is Buffalo because you need Buffalo to well, what's win Buffalo the division. right now. Buffalo is seven and three. Uh, and they, again, their Buffalo's schedule, we didn't expect them to drop this well, this much the last couple of weeks when they've had some inexplicable losses. They got the Lions, the Patriots, the Jets, the Dolphins. So they got the Dolphins again and the Jets and the Patriots again. Uh, they also have the Bengals late in the season. You probably need the Bengals uh, to beat the Bills. Uh, the, you know, the Bills have to win the division, but not win too much. Yeah, I don't see the Bills going 11. That, that would have them four and three the rest of the way. I, I think they're better than that. But they so. have been shaky, though. That's like I know true. They, they, they did kind of bounce back against the Browns with some adversity of the snow and everything. The NFL makes no sense because, like, we know this week in and week out, just when you think you've got the league figured out, the Giants go and get bombed by the, uh, the Lions. I, I had the Cowboys going in and upsetting the Vikings after the Vikings, like, big win over the Bills and kind of some of the momentum they had building. I don't think anybody saw 40 to three coming like that made absolutely no sense. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Philly struggling with the Jeff Saturday led Colts was like, I mean, they were very, very fortunate to win that game because AJ Brown decided to fumble the ball, like in the red zone with the game on yeah. the line. But right. Um, but uh, yeah, but I, I don't know if I see that, but I, I do think those are good points because uh, as you mentioned, like if you are the division winner, uh, yeah, I, I I can see Miami winning the division. I have a very hard time seeing the Eagles losing the NFC East as well, unless they were to just like, I mean, I don't think that they're unbeatable as we've seen over the yeah. last couple of weeks here. They've kind of started to skid a little bit, but they'd have to lose quite a bit. Yeah. And again, so for everybody who might be, you know, disagreeing with my three things that need to happen for Rabel to win coach of the year. That's kind of the point though is that it's it's not going to be easy for Vrabel to get this done. There hasn't been a back-to-back -back coach of the year candidate that we've learned in nearly 40 years, and that's probably for a reason. And so a lot of things have to happen for Vrabel to get it, and I think you've got to have the Dolphins and the Eagles slip up and Vrabel continue to power through. And, you know, for the Cowboys, somebody brought up something good too is, you know, what happens if the Cowboys win the NFC East? Does that propel Mike McCarthy uh, forward for a coach of the year candidate, especially since they won a lot without Dak Prescott early in the year? So it's competitive. And Mike Vrabel's deserving. That's why I said my answer is Mike Vrabel's a top four coach of the year candidate right now with McDaniel, Sirianni. I think Pete Carroll is worthy to be in the conversation right now. And then Mike Vrabel. All right. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it plays. I mean, there's a lot of football left. It is sure. shocking to me how deep we feel like we are into football season. And then you look up and you're like, we still have seven games left or what, like whatever it is. Like it is kind of shocking to me, but let's get to Jamar chase. Let's yes. get to the Cincinnati Bengals and the game that is imminent for the Titans on Sunday. We kind of feels weird coming off this mini buy. You had two games in a four day period. 
uh, had a lot of news going around in Titans world over the weekend. And now we're finally settling back in for practice later today at Mike Vrabel press conference. Uh, and the Cincinnati Bengals are back in Nashville for the first time since the AFC divisional round. And what we originally thought Austin was going to be a big leg up for the Titans in this game might not actually be so because all signs right now point to Jamar Chase returning yeah. for Cincinnati. Absolutely. So uh, we have this question for you guys, and then I'll, I'll read the update from uh, Cincinnati about Jamar Chase. But what is your level of concern with Jamar Chase potentially returning versus the Titans? We can do this in a 1 through 10 level of concern, 1 being nothing at all, uh, 10 being red alert, red alert, oh my gosh, with Jamar Chase's back. So that's kind of your – your variance there one through 10 uh, because you know, there's, it's not, it's a, again, potentially return versus the Titans. So we'll get to that here in a second uh, and your answers. But first let me tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. It's the holiday season. That means deals are to be had at Wilson County Hyundai deals are to be had with a lot of different car lots, uh, but you will get even better deals when you go to Wilson County Hyundai. Why? Uh, because located in Lebanon, you're not going to play that downtown tax just because it's downtown. No, you take a quick trip, just 30 minutes east of downtown to Lebanon to see our guy Payne Bone at Wilson County Hyundai. He's a great guy, family-owned and operated. What do you love about a family-owned business? They treat people the right way because they treat it like family. And I can absolutely attest to that with Wilson County Hyundai and our dealings with Payne Bone and his team uh, for the last three plus years. So go check them out. Make them a part of your process. When you're buying a car, it's complicated. You don't just jump and buy the first thing you do uh, with a vehicle. So just make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your process. They have great products and great people right there at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. BetMGM is the king of sportsbook. We're talking Titans. We're talking Titans Bengals this weekend. We're talking how worried you might be. And depending on where you fall on that scale, scale, you might have a nice bet to place on this Titans Bengals game. And if you're going to do so, make sure you're doing it on BetMGM because with the promo code ATOZ Sports, that bet, as long as it's on pro football, uh, will be risk free up to $1,000. So if you're looking to get involved in the sports gambling space this weekend, make sure you're using the king of sports books. That's BetMGM. All right, so our question is, what's your level of concern with Jamar Chase potentially returning versus the Titans at a 1 through 10 uh, level? Now, Marv quickly says, what about Joe Mixon? That's definitely something to monitor as Joe Mixon left Sunday's game for the Bengals with a concussion. Oh, I know. I know. Bet MGM knows, too. That was uh, that was one of those ones that, uh, yeah, it was a tough scene for me. On the tough concussion. scene for you? I guess you had Joe Mixon in some type of uh, I had the Joe play? Mixon player prop. It was the hmm. last leg of the parlay, and then it just like it was a it was a tough scene for for me and my parlays this weekend. One of them was Joe Mixon, and I, I he was right there, and then he got concussed and left the game, and it was just kind of yeah that was a t- that was a tough one for me. <laughs> yeah, them's the breaks, right? So the the thought on Jamar Chase is that they are he is set to return to practice this week after dealing with his injury that has kept him out and he was actually put on IR. So he has now missed four games. This would be the fifth game 
So Jamar Chase eligible to come off of IR. Uh, John says Chase won't be back. I've been following it. They say they're just testing his hip. No way they run him out there. I mean, I, it seems like there's – it from what I saw in Cincinnati yesterday and from over the weekend is that this was the targeted game for Jamar Chase to get back. Uh, so Steven says his concern level of Jamar Chase is at a five. Dadson says Jamar Chase has been on crutches, but he's not on crutches anymore, and he's – set to resume practice this week. So again, there's a lot of variables that go into this. Uh, oh, Chase was not on IR? No, he, they ended up avoiding IR, but really? like it, it was about the same timeline. Um, I mean, like like somebody, like, like the chat said, there is a possibility that this is just a decoy on the Bengals part, at, similar to what the Titans did with Ryan Tannehill, where they're like, oh, well, he's practicing. He might be a game time decision. And in actuality, like it, it, it's just not going to go. That's a real possibility. But operating from a perspective of if Jamar Chase is out there and this is uh, true to what I guess the surface level appearance of it would be, how concerning could that be for the Titans to have Jamar Chase out there with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd yeah. for the Bengals? That's kind of what we're operating on yeah. right now. Jay says he's a four, Apollo at a six, Top Troop at a three, Billy just says point one, Eric Castillo at a two, Jabu at a six. Stephen King says 4.20, a little high, but, but mellow. <laughs> CJ with a 6.1, Eddie with a six, Dadson with a five, Orlando at a seven. Deborah at a 5.5. Kenneth and Jason are both at seven. Now, Roy asked about uh, Fulton having hamstring trouble. Now, you know, we'll have to monitor that. Christian Fulton, I did see he and his brother Keith, uh, Teron Davenport, tweet this out that they were uh, making the rounds around uh, some North Nashville schools last night, which, you know, th those dudes are, are great. But uh, Keith, uh, but Christian Fulton with his hamstring, we'll see what happens there. Zach Goodman at a five. Assad says seven. If he's 100%, but still playing. If he's not 100%, but still playing. Scott says, I say four, do it being his first game back. Zach Carmen says five. Uh, Maserati Mac, a six for him. And Dylan Cook is at a seven. Bork Borkington at a six and a half. He was on crutches until like yesterday. So surely he'll be on a pitch count. Uh, a girl Nika says three. Carlos with an eight. Uh, Sam, where are you? Because the Titans have been giving up passing yards. And Jamar Chase isn't the only option that Joe Burrow's got to throw to. They put up a lot of points on Sunday without it. Yeah, I'm at about a three. Uh, and I, I'm that low because of, honestly, the first comment that you read, which is Joe Mixon. And uh, the one thing that I think I've learned about the Titans defense is that if you're going to beat them, you have to be able to beat them in multiple ways. Like Green Bay – we knew they can run the football. They've struggled passing, and the Titans just stopped the run and basically shut down that offense for four quarters. Uh, we saw in Kansas City, the Titans had some success against the Chiefs' offense with a banged-up defense. Why? Because the Chiefs couldn't run the ball, and they were looking to throw, and they dropped a lot of guys in coverage, ran for it. Patrick Mahomes got decent pressure and then just covered for as long as possible. So if you're going for to about, the for Titans, about 50 minutes, for about 50 minutes, that worked. That's true. The and, and yeah. then Patrick Mahomes realized that they weren't keeping contain and used his legs and uh, they and lost Bud that Dupree game. Going but, out was a big deal. In that, right? Yeah, but still, I mean, that defensive effort, I think the consensus coming away from that Kansas City game was that that defense left it all on the field and really kind of kind of balled out there. Um, 
at least for 50 minutes. It, to me, you have to be able to beat this team in multiple ways. And, and if Joe Mixon is not out there, not only is he a good runner, he's a dynamic pass catcher. Samaje P. Ryan is not he's not a scrub, but he's no Joe Mixon. And, and he's certainly more one-dimensional than Joe Mixon as being a pass catcher and not really a guy you're going to hand the ball off to in the backfield. When I look at this game, uh, I think the Titans defense will be just fine provided Joe Mixon's not out there. So Jamar Chase, while he is Jamar Chase, I don't think he will be at 100% if he is out there. And even if he is, you still have to be able to run the football because if not, the Titans can cover uh, and they can bring limited pressure at Joe Burrow with a bad offensive line and probably still get home quite a few times. Yeah, and the thing with Jamar Chase is that if you look at what he was doing before the injury, he would the dude was getting rolling. In the last two games before he got hurt, Jamar Chase in both wins, again, Saints and Falcons, they were shootouts uh, against the Saints and Falcons, but not the best competition. But Jamar Chase had 15 uh, total catches for 262 yards and four touchdowns in the last two games that he played. So they were getting rolling, and – you don't question Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and their chemistry. I feel like it's something where as soon as Jamar Chase gets back and he's good, then that's going to pick up where they left off because of their college history together. So, you know, I think if Jamar Chase is out there, what was your answer? I said three. Okay. I think it's at like a six and a half. And it's not because of Jamar Chase and what he might be able to do. But it's just the fact that it makes the Bengals' offense complete. And the Bengals' offense complete involves Jamar Chet, with a uh, passing game, without okay. Joe Mixon. I understand, I understand that. But I'm talking about their wide receivers and their weapons and ability yeah. to spread it out with Higgins and Boyd and Chase. That, that's three guys that are I – mean, I don't know if a team has a better three than those guys. Um it it's really hard to stack anybody else up against those three wide receivers when they're right. And that's the scary part is that the Jamar chase just being available is a threat and could potentially open up the T Higgins that he T Higgins is the one that hurts you in that playoff game because he had all everything underneath and it wasn't Jamar chase had the one big play on the screen with some yak, but that was kind of it. So I'm going to six and a half out of 10, just because of what it does for the entire Bengals passing game. Yeah, if they have Mixon and Chase out there, I actually am worried about this game because I don't think the Titans have even seen an offense this year that just has this caliber of weapons, as you mentioned, just all over the field. Uh, and having to respect the run game while also dealing with that full wide receiver core would be would be a nightmare. I mean, that that is, they can beat you with the run. They have a good tight end in Hayden Hurst. They have three plus, you know, very, very talented wide receiver weapons. And that's not something that we've seen them have to do. And especially the Christian Fulton comment from earlier with the hamstring. If he can't go, we, we've seen every week, we kind of say that when Christian Fulton's not out there, we're like, oh boy, do they miss Christian Fulton? I think they've missed Amani Hooker a good bit recently too. So yeah. hopefully you get him back and, and he's good to go, which he should be, I would assume. Uh, but it, if Christian Fulton's not out there and you're running Roger McCreary, Trey Avery and uh, Terrence Mitchell, some combination of that, and you're having to deal with Boyd chase and uh, Higgins, 
I think there's a problem if Mixon is out there because of how often they go to him out of the passing game. Like, there's just always somebody for Joe Burrow. I do get worried about this game if they're both out there. Without Mixon, I don't know how much Chase changes things for me personally right now, but I do hear what you're saying. I mean, that yeah, it, it's the it, best wide receiver room in football when he's out there. And then you have to look at the Titans injuries. We've talked Fulton. We've talked hooker a little bit and Bud Dupree. Uh, you know, we don't know the hooker shoulder thing, you know, what we'll to figure out where he's at. They did not put him on IR and he's missed the last two games. Uh, I believe. And Andrew Adams played great, but when Andrew Adams is, is there, when Amani Hooker is there, you just get so much deeper. Yep. Then you also bring in Elijah Molden. He played against the Broncos, missed against the, the Packers. If you have a full secondary of Byard, Hooker, Fulton, McCreary, Molden, Adams, you feel pretty good about what this Titans defense can do. Now, here's the big deal, too. Danico Autry. What is the status of Danico? Because you need big 96 out there with Jeffrey Simmons. Bud Dupree would be fantastic uh, as he is a massive playmaker, even if the, the tackler doesn't end up in his hands. And so the Titans have literally, what, five significant defensive injury question marks going into this week of practice? Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you too. Like, Tier Tart has been awesome. Rashad Weaver has been awesome. Like, a Mario Edwards, Demarcus Walker, these guys have stepped up. A lot of that's because of the amount of attention that Danico Autry has commanded, where even when Bud Dupree hasn't been out there, you've still found a way. And even when Jeffrey Simmons hasn't been out there, you've still found a way to be productive at getting after the passer because of Danico Autry and the amount of attention he commands. If you have no Dupree, no Autry, I think you'll have Simmons. I would assume so. Yeah. It's just a banged up front, and you don't want that situation because the key tier for the Titans defense is going to be what it was in that playoff game. It's going to be getting after Joe Burrow. Like, and yeah. you're going to have to sack him and get after him and make him, you know, scramble and frazzled as much as possible if you want to slow down that offense. If you give him time, somebody's going to be open. Yeah, and Burrow was only sacked twice against the Steelers. And I think the good thing for the Titans fans looking at this, and we've got tomorrow morning to react to the injury report that comes out today. We'll find out uh, what the uh, Bengals do with Jamar Chase in his situation. But the good thing is the Steelers scored 30 points in this Bengals defense. <laughs> so I think you can feel good about that overall. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of things up in the air. And so uh, Sam's going to head to Titans practice later on today uh, to get some of those reports as well before we uh, get to tomorrow's show to kind of react to what all happens and uh, follow it throughout the entire week. So we'll have to make sure we stay on top of all these different storylines with, you know, six or seven legitimate injury storylines for across both teams, right? Titans defense and the Bengals with Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon uh, with a concussion. So we'll talk revenge game some tomorrow uh, with uh, the Bengals and after Sam gets in the locker room today with the Titans. But Sam, it is that time. You've got 10 trivia questions, seven sports, three non-sports. You are the trivia master. It's me in the chat versus you. You versus me in the chat. So chat, let's buckle up and see what we can do if we can go after and uh, get Sam's questions right. But we'll do that after I tell you guys about Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. Congratulations to Angelica of Bellevue. She was the winner of the Tennessee Vanderbilt tickets coming up on Saturday in Nashville, uh, courtesy of the Bone and Joint Institute. So congrats to her 
uh, for that. And also appreciate Dr. Scott Arthur for joining me yesterday to talk about Hendon Hooker and his ACL tear. And I'll be doing another doc talk today at 1215, I believe, with Dr. Davidson, who is a spine specialist. And we'll talk about Caleb Farley's immediate and long-term future with another herniated disc that was reported by Teron Davenport. So boneandjointtn.org. That's coming up in the noon hour today on these same channels, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, uh, to learn more about Caleb Farley's immediate and future uh, with the uh, Titans here with that. So whenever you get hurt in life, know where to go, boneandjointtn.org. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, and I have to tell you about BetMGM because they have greatly enhanced my viewing experience of the NFL. Just putting a little skin in the game helps me stay dialed into every bit of NFL action over the weekend. And if you're looking to get involved in the sports gambling space, make sure you're doing so on the king of sportsbooks. That is BetMGM because they are offering a risk-free bet up to $1,000 when you use the promo code A-T-O-Z sports. Go into the app, go to uh, your deposit, use that promo code and ATOZ sports makes that first bet on pro football risk free. If it doesn't hit, you get the money back into your account. There's no reason really not to do it when risk free uh, is involved. That's kind of the best case scenario. So make sure you're gambling on bet MGM. If you're getting in the sports gambling space. All right, Tuesday Sports Trivia, it's Sam versus the world. Sam versus the A to Zites, as our guy Lou Man uh, says all the time. So we've got uh, 10 questions coming for Tuesday Sports Trivia. This is a clean slate. So last week, Zach and I wrapped up our 100 questions uh, for that set. through the. We started week one, so we went through that uh, last Tuesday. Uh, and we were, what, 79%, I believe. So it came up just short of 80%, which we like. Uh, so uh, Billy asked, Sam, are you gambling with BetMGM on your lunch money that the YouTube Super Chat has been giving you? I have not directly been using the <laughs> BetMGM lunch money, <laughs> the Super Chat lunch money, but I have been uh, placing a little bit of money on BetMGM. It, a lot of people like to, there's a stigma around sports gambling still, I feel like, even though it's gotten a little, mate. I mean, maybe a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I, but, I enjoy it because oh, yeah. I, like, I like being able to sit down and watch a 20-point game between the Niners and Cardinals in Mexico City that I really could not care less about and get fired up about a George Kittle touchdown to make it a 28-point game in the fourth quarter. There's something magical about that for me. And I sit here, at, you know I'm a college basketball guy, Austin, ILL, big win this weekend. Mm. I like to sit here and watch mid-major college basketball that nobody cares about. And it matters to me for whatever reason because of BetMGM. So yeah, that is, I, I tell you what, man, college basketball when it gets to January, February is so much fun uh, with BetMGM. All right, Sam, but we've got ten trivia questions. The one rule is zero googling. So seven sports, three non-sports. It's me in the chat versus you. You've got the answers. You are trivia master, Sam. Today, let's hit us with the first one. Yeah, we're getting a little tricky today oh, because okay. all our sports questions are not. All the way sports related. Okay. Our, our category today is going to be sports cities. All right. All right. Question one. Ranking at 10th in the U.S. in population with 1.02 million, this city is the most populated in the country without any of the major four sports teams. Ooh. 
All right. So 10th biggest metropolitan market in the country, zero big four sports. Yeah. And I'm going to clarify here for you. This is not a trick question where it's like, well, they play in New Jersey. So like this is a, you know, the market, the city that you associate with the team. Yeah, so uh, Jay says Columbus, Ohio, but there's the Blue Jackets there, and I believe Columbus also has an MLS team. Um, so uh, Jody says Austin, Texas. I think that's pretty – Austin, Texas has MLS. Um, so I think um, Portland, Maine – Eric, Seattle Seahawks, Seattle Sounders. Come on, dude. Uh, so you're not going to give us any multiple choice. I'm thinking uh, – you know how I roll. I don't do multiple choice. It's Man, too this easy. Is tough. Portland Trailblazers, so that's out. Richmond, Virginia, tenth biggest, tenth biggest city in the U.S. And so Over let's just clear this people. up. Let's just clear this up. The four big sports are NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL. Does yes. MLS, does MLS count? No. Ooh. So Austin, Texas, I think is a great guess. I think we're going to have to roll with Austin, Texas. Final A to Z or what are we doing here? Yeah, let's go final A to Z, Austin, Texas. That is correct. Austin, Ah! Texas has Austin FC, uh, which is actually a new team that they just kind of expanded. But things are – that's Longhorn country out there. They don't really do the the pro sports. Horns Question down, two. baby. I'm a horns down guy. Screw that Texas. Oh, come on. Look, look, look. If you're a Tennessee person, then you do not like Texas. That's just, fair. Yeah. I so, feel like they're the same. So it's. Well, yeah. It, yeah. That's coming from a Chicagoland dude. Well, right, I mean, so- there's two teams that wear orange that are just never back, despite how much uh-huh. they want to say they're back. But <laughs> all right. Question number two. One and up. All right. Uh, ranking outside the top 200 in the U.S. with a population of 105,000. This city is the smallest in the U.S. that has a major four sports team. Uh, my initial thought was the Green Bay Packers, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, I think that makes complete sense because even when you go to a Green Bay Packers game, you fly into Appleton, Wisconsin, and then you travel like 45 minutes to an hour down to Green Bay. It's got to be Green Bay. Um, so I'm going to say Green Bay. I see the chats coming in with Green Bay. Green Bay, Wisconsin, final A to Z. That is correct. The Green Bay Packers and Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yep. All right, question three. Ranked at 12th in the country with a population of over 8.6 million. This state is the most populated without a pro sports team. Mm, entire state. And this is the same big four, right? Yes. Yes. So, sorry. Right. Yes. So to no, clarify, no. it is it is without a big four pro sports team. Okay. So top 12 populated state without pro sports. So because of our first question, Virginia got some play here. I think Virginia is a good one. Um, I don't think Alabama is populated enough. I don't think West Virginia is populated enough. Montana's definitely not. Um, man, Virginia feels really good because it's top 12 populated state. Some of the northeastern states are pretty populated, but like New Jersey, even if you don't count the NFL teams, they've got 
the Devils. I think South Carolina is a good one too. I'm gonna say with I'm gonna let's go with Virginia guys. Virginia final A to Z. That is correct. It is uh, Virginia. Yes, you are three for three to start. Good job, guys. I like this. All right, here we go. Uh, this is yeah. So we're gonna shit. When I say Division One, I'm referring to basketball. Oh, Div- so like 300 plus schools. Yes. When I say okay. this here, okay, right. here we go. Yeah. This is college sports cities. Drexel and LaSalle are two of six Division One schools located in what U.S. city? Philadelphia. That is correct. You knew it right away. I that Look, one. Might- and, and this is a great opportunity. Uh, because everybody gives me grief about wearing a, a drinking out of a Philadelphia Eagles glass. I've seen a lot of it today. Um, I do that because uh, my in-laws are from Philly and my late father-in-law who passed away a couple of years ago, almost three years ago was a massive Eagles fan. I was with him when I went to Philly the first time and got this glass. And so I drink it on the, sh- I use it throughout. You know, I always think of him whenever I'm using that glass. So, for any Titans fans that see me drinking an Eagles glass, it's because of that. And it's also because uh, of why I knew that answer. So <laughs> because of uh, my late father-in-law uh, and, uh, and talking sports with him. So there you go. 4-0. How about that? All right. We're going to pivot here to – let me track it down. All right. There are two FBS – college football schools that play in a town called Oxford. Name them both. Okay. So Ole Miss is one. That's easy. Oxford. Two football bowl subdivision schools that play in Oxford. Oh. I don't know this one. I'm trying to wait on the waiting on the, the chat for some help here. Oxford, what? You know, Jay says Miami of Ohio, but they play in Miami and Ohio, right? And nobody, you can't use a map. You cannot use a map. We know Ole Miss. Who's the other one? Yeah, Danny says Ole Miss and some other school. Oh no. Uh, David says Miami, Ohio, Miami, Ohio is in Oxford. So do we go with Miami of Ohio? Okay. Let's go Miami of Ohio and Ole Miss. Finally to Z. That is correct. Oh my gosh. It is Oxford, Ohio. The chat comes through five for five. Big dude. Jay was coming in strong with that. Okay. I thought it was just Miami, Ohio. I thought that was a town. So was that five and oh? Yeah. Let's see here. Similar question. There are two FBS college football programs that play in a town called Athens. So Georgia got that one. Um, Athens. Yeah, I'm, I'm stuck on this one. So you guys are going to have, I'm going to have to go. Jay says his brother went to Miami of Ohio, so he knew that one, but any other Athens. Jay says Ohio University is also in. Jay says Ohio University is the Bobcats of Ohio, the green and white. So let's just go Ohio U, final A to Z. 
That is correct. Again, Man. we had Athens, Ohio, and Oxford, Ohio. So an SEC school and a smaller Ohio school just have the same cities. Yeah. All right, here we go. Excellent. We're going back to the same format as that first one. Okay. Or that not the first one, the one in the middle here. All right. All right. We have uh, Fordham and Hofstra are two of six Division One schools located in what U.S. city? I don't know this one. Fordham and Hofstra are two of six Division One schools located in what U.S. city? Uh, Bobby says New York City. And this is Division One uh, basketball, right? Division One college basketball, correct. Liz, Liz George says uh, Hempstead, somewhere in New York. So just New York? Is it? Is it New York City? Um, I'm trying to wait for more comments as I have no idea. Bryn says they're both in New York. Not sure what city. I, mean, I guess we have to go in New York City. New York City, final letter Z. That's correct. They are in different boroughs of uh, New York, but okay. bureaus or whatever. But it is boroughs, New York yeah. City. The other ones, I, I felt like I should clarify this too. For Philadelphia with Drexel and LaSalle, it is Penn, Villanova, Temple, and St. Joe's. Yep. Uh, and for New York, it is St. John's, Manhattan, uh, San Fran- St. Francis, Brooklyn, and Columbia are the other ones okay. that are located All in right. New York City. So, Sam, okay. we swept your sports question 7-0. Yeah, I have a bonus sports question if you oh. want it at the end, but let's get to my other category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see how you guys do on this. I feel like you're going to be very good at this. Famous Toms. <laughs> okay. Famous Toms is the category. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right, let me get it so I can read it. All right. I am... A 44-year-old English actor, producer, and former model. I have been on the silver screen, portraying everything from a junkie MMA fighter to a World War II Royal Air Force pilot. Much like my fellow Tom, Tom Holland, in my most recent project, I am the star and title character of a 2021 Marvel film. Which Tom am I? Justin Parr says Tom Hardy. Ian says Tom Hardy. I have I don't know who Tom Hardy is. I, I suck it at actors. Uh, so I'm gonna have to go with the chat, especially you said British actor. Yes, he English. 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 Okay, English. So me and so Ian and I, uh, who is from Scotland, talked about uh, you know English and British uh, yesterday. But I, I, Tom Hardy, finally, is he? That is correct. Uh, the okay. chat comes through. It is Tom Hardy who was Venom, as Titans Kyle said right. in the chat. Eight, no. All right, uh, here we go. Just like the last two Toms mentioned, Tom Hardy and Tom uh, Holland, uh, I am a Brit whose claim to fame comes from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. After starting my film career in Steven Spielberg's Warhouse, The Deep Blue Sea, and Woody Allen's romantic comedy Midnight in Paris, I began starring as the villain in the Thor series. Yeah. My character received his own TV series on Disney plus, which Tom am I? Uh, I mean, Bobby says Tom Hiddleston, who I also have never heard of. We're getting Tom Hiddleston, uh, Thomas Jane uh, Hiddleston. Uh, Yeah, sure. Tom Hiddleston. I don't know who, I don't know who these people are. Tom Hiddleston. Finally, is he? 
That is correct. Again, <laughs> he was uh, Loki, as the chat said. Yeah, they're really coming through for you here. You uh, yeah, yeah. Thor? Like, you know Loki, right? I don't watch movies. All right. Well, I'm not sure this was a great uh, and, and the movies you. that I watch, I don't watch superhero movies. Unless it's The Dark Knight. That's I, fair. I feel like everybody's seen at least one of the Thors. Nope. All right. Here we go. Uh, I am the oldest Tom of the bunch. The and the only American listed. I am a National Guard veteran and NRA spokesman. I am a 76 year old actor from Detroit, Michigan. My breakout role came from playing a private investigator on TV during the 80s, and I have since appeared in more than 50 other film and television roles, including Three Men and a Baby, Mr. Baseball, and my famous police procedural drama on CBS. Is it Tom Selleck? That's what the comments are saying, because I don't know. But uh, Tom Selleck, I know who that is. So I think the age fits. So Tom Selleck, final A to Z. Yeah, you don't deserve the credit for this. This is all chat here. That's, no, that's, whenever we play trivia, it's, it's the chat and the host. You're right. It, hey, I'm just saying. We're not chat changing. Really bailed the only role that's changed is that you're the question master. So we're all ganging up on you. That is uh, Tom Selleck and Magnum P.I. Do you All want right. my bonus question real quick? Yeah, bring it up. It won't go count, 11 for we'll, 11. We'll take it, yeah. All right, this is a college sports, not cities. We're out off cities now. Okay. What is the only FBS college football program with an apostrophe in their nickname? In their nickname? So their nickname being the t- Tennessee, it would be Volunteers, volunteers is the nickname apostrophe what is the only college football fbs program with an apostrophe in their nickname this is a good question i would have done more like this but uh i kind of forgot it was trivia tuesday until this morning so i i couldn't write a yeah. ton and get really creative with it Mm. So David Haynes says Ragin' Cajuns, I don't, but that's an old nickname. That's not a current. Oh, Fighting Irish? No, it's Fighting Irish. And I, because I, I did think about David Brown says the Utah Utes. That's a good one, but I also don't think it's that either. Do not Google. No Google. No Google. No Google. All right, I, we're not going to get it, I, and I and I'm scared of potential googling moving forward. Danny Whitson says Ragin' Cajuns, um, you know, with that apostrophe. But I think that nickname's gone. Fighting Illini? No. That, that would be a Sam move, though. And he would know this one because of that. Ah, I, I think we're going to have to take an L on it. And because I'm, I'm scared of Googles. So I'm going to take an L on this because I don't know it. And I fear Google. So what is it? It is the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Really? I thought they got rid of Raging Cajuns. It is still their uh, their active nickname. Yeah, they don't like they don't fall. In, I guess they don't really use like as much branding with it. But yeah, if you were to look at their uh, their current logos, they, I mean, they're, these are their helmets still. They still have the Raging yeah. Cajun helmets. I, I guess you know that. what. 
but it's because they went from Lafayette, Louisiana Lafayette to just Louisiana. So they, Ooh. I knew they changed something. I think that's correct. No, right? that is right. They yeah. went from Louisiana Lafayette to Louisiana. Louisiana, yeah, and you because. This is about time. They've got too many Louisiana hyphenated, like Monroe and all, all the other techs mm-hmm. and whatever that they have going on down there. But yeah, 11 for 11. I'm going to give you credit, even though you took the L because the chat yeah, was on yeah, that. No, yeah. Danny Whitson was all over it. And, and, mm-hmm. and Danny Whitson was real quick with it too. So, uh, so props to Danny Whitson and all of you guys for carrying me through the Tom section of that in uh, a couple others, but Hey, strong trivia showing Sam. It's the second time you've been trivia master, and I don't think we've gotten one wrong yet. I gotta, I gotta up the ante a little bit. Next, next time I'm on on a Tuesday, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start cooking up something, something a little bit more difficult for the chat. All right, well that's it for today. Appreciate all of you guys for participating and hanging out with us for the last hour plus. Uh, don't forget, Sam will be live. Uh, we'll be at Titans practice today, not necessarily live, but he'll be at Titans practice today, and he'll be putting up all of his practice content, whether it's press conference, locker room access with players or some practice videos on our YouTube channel and Buck Rising will be live tonight. It is eSports primetime. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and like the show before you go. You're watching on YouTube or Facebook. You better give us a like on the video before you leave. And uh, we appreciate it as always. And Sam and I will see you guys tomorrow morning. Have a good rest of your Tuesday. Talk to you later.